to unemployed actors, to unemployed actors, they're just between projects. Welcome back to Two Unemployed Actors. I'm Max and Sam is away on his survival job, but today I'm talking to Miranda Harcourt, an acting coach based in New Zealand. Not that it matters anymore with Zoom. And Miranda has taught at many acting schools around the world and worked with directors like Jane Campion, Peter Jackson uh, and Taika Waititi. Miranda, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. And I I can't see why you're unemployed because you're so appealing. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. You're automatically one of the favourite guests that we've had. Um, Look, there there seems to be many ways that you're able to to help actors and impact a performance um, on a screen from from like coaching, you know, one-on-one working individually with an actor to teaching groups of students um, even directors bringing you in, do they do they tend to bring you in on set or is it more in the rehearsal space? Uh, it's kind of a mixture. Some directors um, like me like to bring me on set because I've got a good buddy relationship with the with the director and the director knows that I'm not you know secretly there to undermine the director and um, and um, Kim kill him or her and then take over myself. you know the the, the directors that I work with on set um, understand that I they are the vision holder. Um, I have a deep understanding of what they are aiming to achieve. that's my job and that my work with the actors is to um, find a way, uh, for the actors to best serve the director's vision. So, so yeah, I, do, I work on, on set with some directors, like um, the wonderful, wonderful uh, Australian director, Garth Davis, such a genius. And, um, and also um, I've worked on set with the lovely, also wonderful, wonderful and very talented director, Peter Jackson, and uh, my good friend, Jane Campion, who's just a delight to watch, like just being in the same room as her is a, a lesson of being a human. So uh, there's a lot of directors that I've worked on on set with. Uh, they're, they're some of the more famous ones, but I work often with emerging directors in support of, um, of what they're trying to achieve on set. Uh, and I also work a lot in rehearsal, helping directors to run the rehearsal and to devise the rehearsal. So sometimes I work with the director before the rehearsal. So the director's like, okay, what do we want to achieve? How will we do that? What's a good exercise to achieve this kind of um, sense of connectivity or um, or this creative out- outcome? So yeah, there's like a million ways that you can uh, approach making the same cake. That's really interesting. You must get to see uh, how, how directors work, different different ways that they work, I guess. Um, that'd be really interesting. But but as an actor, you know, being able to walk into a rehearsal space in, I guess, the comfort of knowing that there's a coach there to help warm us up in the right sort of direction and create that that kind of safe space to sort of play a little bit. Um, yeah. I think that that's really interesting. Well, that's what it's all about. You know, say you're the actor, Max, yep. and um, and you come in the room and my objective as a coach in the room for the rehearsals is to allow Max, the actor, to stop thinking about Max, the actor, and do what I call reverse the flow, where you reverse the flow towards the people that you're working with. Because what the camera wants to capture is you and your character thinking about the other actor's and their characters, as opposed to you, Max, having your primary relationship between Max and, the, and your character. That's that's not rewarding for the camera to watch. Mm. But it is really, say, say you're the 
the naughty uncle and there's your brother, the dad, there's his wife, there's three, two, two teenagers and a five-year-old and there's a dog and you're all in the rehearsal room together all day, but at different times, different elements of you go off and rehearse in different combos. My job would be to find uh, an appropriate way for you to establish a set of, um, of, of memories and a backstory with your brother, with your sister-in-law, with, um, with the kids, to establish con connectivity with the kids and, and with the dog. So that when I'm sitting out here in the, and I'm one of the 55 million people watching the TV show or the film, I'm like, holy hell, where do they find this awesome real family to, um, to, to, to right. form the drama? Does that make sense? So I, does, I don't want to be yeah. thinking about how good the, as an audience member, I don't want to be thinking about how good the acting is. I want to truly believe that you're real. Be lost in that family moment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I think as, as an up and coming actor, you know, it, it, it's, it's a luxury at times to get rehearsals. Um, often, you know, the last 50 word or I was in, you know, it's straight into a set and, and a team that's been working for a long time together. Um, probably my, my, my most challenging moment was uh, call time at 7am and then yeah. meeting my on-screen girlfriend at 7.30am and then 8am is the first scene where we're in bed together and, and, and it's our third month of the relationship. So... I guess I, I kind of used humour to sort of break the ice and help us relax a little bit. But have you got any tips for really making that connection fast? Oh, yeah, that is 100% my job. And that's what I'm all about, whether it's you playing the naughty uncle or whether it's you in bed with your girlfriend after meeting quarter of an hour ago at the catering truck. That's my stock in, tra in trade. My invention, my the thing that I love is um, finding uh, easy, simple ways for people to connect across the space. And that space, I know I can do this because uh, this is video as well as audio, but for those yep. audio people, what I'm doing is um, kind of um, joining my fingers together in, in front of me so that you want to warm the space between you. So you don't feel a sense of the actors forcing themselves towards each other because they know in their brain that they have to be connected. You want to feel a sense that their bodies feel relaxed with each other. And so the way, the simplest way that I have to do that is by um, use kind of a body version of your humor approach, which is the kind of clapping games that you would have used in the playground. So um, my, my favorite is a game called Double Double. It goes Double Double This This, Double Double That That, Double This Double That, Double Double This That. That probably took, I don't know, 2.5 seconds. But um, it's a, a beautiful game from the kids' playground. It's tricky enough to be hard enough to concentrate so that you stop thinking about yourself and start thinking about trying to help the other person achieve success in the game. But it's easy enough not to make you feel incredibly depressed early in the morning. So in your situation with you and your girlfriend who met for the first time and then you were in bed together a quarter of an hour later, I would 100% use one of those clapping games, which right. doesn't sound like it's a, it's, it doesn't sound like an intimacy coordination game because it's not about the intimacy of the body, but it is about working together to achieve something in the space between you. Do you see something or some things that actors are consistently getting wrong or asking for support with? Yeah, I'd say that most consistently, when I, even if I work with a really great actor, like I was first thing this morning, I was working with a really fantastic actor. And uh, there were two things at issue with this fantastic actor who's a New Zealander. The first thing was putting more work into the accent. 
So sometimes the accent can behave like a big, damp blanket over the spirit of the role. And what you want to do is get your accent working so beautifully and so unselfconsciously that it, that then the music of the text and the ideas can can dance along with the accent. So that was that's number one. And um and I'd say you know especially I think you guys in Australia are really good at working on accents maybe because you have more American opportunities than we do here in New Zealand. Uh, but here in New Zealand, I would say that all actors need to do more work on their American accent. But the other thing um, that I was working on this morning, other than that, that basic element of the accent, was this idea of the internal landscape, where the pictures in your mind inform the way your work dances off the page and the way in which I'm able to go, holy hell, I totally understand what that actor's talking about, but I don't feel like the actor is putting any work into it and nor am I. And a really good way to imagine that is if you think about all of your cousins, so I'm saying this to all of your listeners, if you just think about your cousins and speak out their names. So for me, I would speak out their names, Philip, Amanda, Sarah, Jessica, Edwina, uh, Elizabeth, Harriet, Andrew, on it goes. And when I speak out their names, that's text that I have learned through my lifetime. But in order to be able to speak out that text I'm thinking of images and the images are kind of like the background radiation um, of the universe. I mean, the images are just there for me. Maybe it's a dog on a trampoline. Maybe it's a family wedding. Maybe it's a, a christening. Maybe it's a day at the beach. So there's just like a generalized kind of radi- background radiation buzz of the images that I think about in order to remind me of the different cousins whose names I'm speaking out. And that's a good way of thinking about uh, how you can learn your text, but your text has to be backed up with images in your mind. I was working with a, a very famous actor recently who's become a director and she was asking me to work with one of the kids in her film. And she said, Miranda, I think that actors think in images, not in words, or I think they ought to, is what she said. And I could not agree more. I think that if you can think in pictures as the character and then the words spring off the pictures, then you are doing a great job of capturing human being. Yeah, that's really interesting because I'm such a visual person. That's exactly how I approach it. And I think at times it's interesting how I change um, the type of visuals I might access, even though it's the same role, say it's a, it's a play. Um, by the third night even, I might be using different visuals to, 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 to get uh, the reaction that I would normally get otherwise. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really interesting that uh, how, how that can be, be used and, and recalled when needed. Um, you, you worked with uh, Nicole Kidman on, on her role in Being the Ricardos, I believe, and where she played the formidable Lucille Ball um can you tell me about that process like how would you would you come on board really early there and 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 work with her or was it you know day before shooting or I can't I can't really uh talk to you in um specifically about the work that I do with um uh with a number of of famous actors sorry about that so I can I can speak generically about uh the actors that I work with and the kind of approaches that I would bring but um, but I can say about Nicole Kidman that she's a genius, and uh, so she's so fast that you have to operate your brain at a very high level of frequency to be able to cat to keep up with um, how quickly 
um, that particular actress uh, understands things, works and creates. It's it's remarkable. And that's something I would say about some of the very, I've been very interested recently to ask myself the question when I encounter a very famous actor, I go, wow, are they just going to, is it just all completely natural or do they work really hard? And surprisingly, the answer to that question is is both. Of course, they're extremely talented, charismatic, and all those other things that go along with um, great talent. But the work ethic is remarkable. And not only the work ethic in terms of the research, putting the work in, um, accessing all the different elements of research that you possibly could to support the role, but but also the, the emotional work ethic of those very famous actors uh, operating at a high level. And I work with a lot of people who, who um, are at that level. It's incredible the emotional commitment uh, to the role that, that I observe. And I'm just full of admiration. Uh, you've got a you've got a course coming up. I think now actually a masterclass with the Hub Studio, um, and you're conducting that over Zoom for anyone listening in America. Um, what what would an actor expect to get out of a masterclass? What would they need to prepare for? Well, I work. I'm a um, a, a proponent of verbatim theatre. Back in my days as an actress, I worked touring. Uh, verbatim shows through the prison systems here and in Australia too. I've took my show through all the prisons in New South Wales and um, and prisons prisons in Britain. And they were shows where I would go with my co-writers into uh, prisons in New Zealand and all over the place and interview people about um, about crime and about the impact of their crime, particularly on their own families. So if you wow. were a criminal, mm-hmm. I'd be interviewing you about what you did, but, but how that has impacted on your mother, on your sister, on your children, on your um, your ex-girlfriend. And, um, and th- that, uh, from a psychotherapeutic perspective, was very valuable then to take back into the prison system and play those voices back to the... Um, the predominantly men that I had spoken to, because of course they were very interested in hearing how their incarceration and their experience of crime had impacted on the people that they love. So, so as I say, it was a valuable um, psychotherapeutic tool, which is where my training is. I'm trained as a drama therapist at the Central School of Speech and Drama uh, in London. I bring, uh, uh, I bring the magic of verbatim, to mm-hmm. the teaching that I do. Right. And whether I'm working in a masterclass with um, 20 to 40 actors yeah. at the same time on Zoom, or whether I'm working in a in a room with a bunch of actors, whether I'm working with an actor one-on-one, I will often use that fabulous website, Humans of New York, and ask people to find a monologue, the beta monologue from Humans of New York that appeals to them and to learn 100 words of it. And that's what we will work on. Because the way that Brandon Stanton, who's the guy behind Humans in New York, like I did when I was uh, working the prison system, he records people, ex- the, the poetry of how they said what they said, and then he transcribes it and then he publishes it on his Instagram site. And so you just get such freshness of how people remember, how people, how real people speak out their memories, their, their emotions, their relationships. And for an actor to magnetize that up off the page, learn it and replicate it, you learn about freshness, you learn about the birth of the idea, uh, you learn about connectivity, you learn about what I call the hidden question, which is why you're saying what you're saying. There are all these magical tools inside um, the idea of, of verbatim monologues, which then, once you've done that work, you can then go on and feed that into um, 
Las Vegas CSI or yeah. a soap opera or um, an Australian drama. They, there's an application across the board of approaching your work in that particular way. I have heard of it, but I have to uh, have to check it out because from an acting perspective, yeah, it's fantastic to see someone's raw performance, but it's not a performance. You know, that's just them yeah. being natural. And, yeah, uh, and yeah. that's your job is just to replicate that. Yeah. And you can do it easily. It's my good friend, Jared Otto, um, no, no, Jared Otto is a New Zealand um, political writer, actually, Jared Carroll, um, who is my dear, dear friend in Australia, whose work I so admire. He's a wonderful actor. Uh, and he and I work together closely. And Jared is a great proponent also of verbatim text. And he has honed his learning skill in, to such a remarkable degree. So the way that he performs the verbatim characters that he learns, you just go, but that's not acting. That's a real person. Surely that's a real person. And then you meet the real Jared. You're like, holy hell, it was acting. How can it be so persuasive? How can it be so fresh? How can his ideas come upon him as fast as they do? How can he be so connective with the other actor while also speaking out this complex text? But uh, he's done it because he's trained that verbatim muscle and it's worth watching him work. That's fantastic. I will. I have to check it out. And I also have to mention um, your daughter, Thomason, or one of your daughters, Thomason McKenzie, who played uh, Elsa in Jojo Rabbit um, and uh, an incredible performer. How, how much of her abilities can you take credit for? <laughs> uh, well... You know, she's grown up in a um, in an acting context. My my husband is a um, a filmmaker and a writer. I'm an acting coach. Um, I was an actor before I was an acting coach. It's so uh, such a talented it has family. Been seen, what's that, Dal? <laughs> such a talented family. It'd be hard not to become an actor in that environment. Well, it is. I tell you what, my my son worked really hard not to become an actor. He just graduated <laughs> from law school, and my goodness, he put a huge amount of work into extricating himself from being an actor because he was a really good actor and I he was going down that path but he fought back and was like no no I want to um, go uh, in another direction but so we around it has been said around our dinner table oh my god can we stop talking about acting and talk about something else (laughs) fantastic fantastic well if you could give our listeners um, one piece of advice about acting what what would it be what would you want them to really take away Look, it's really simple for me. I'd say listening. And and all of the things that I've spoken to you about, Max, in this interview have all been kind of connected to that central idea of listening. You can only listen mm-hmm. if you have learned your lines incredibly well mm-hmm. and learned them in your body, not learned them in your, in your brain. So uh, th- that's my key piece of advice, this idea of reverse the flow, where you stop thinking about yourself and enable yourself to think about the other person by connecting across the space and, once again, by knowing your work so deeply groundedly that you can afford to let go of your self-awareness and and concentrate only on Max, whose yeah. face I see through the, the Zoom screen across from me. That is the magic that the camera wants to capture, is yeah. to watch you or me listening to each other. It's a, it's a great stage in in as, as an actor when, when you hit that moment and you can afford to relax a little bit that and, 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 and live that moment and be in that moment. I find sometimes I'm coming up with things that I'm doing in that moment that certainly fit uh, within the scene. Um, and I wouldn't have thought I could have sat down and come up with a million different ways to approach it as a character. I never would have come up with those, uh, those actions or reactions 
so to speak. So it's a, it's a, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It's a great place to be in when you you've got everything nailed so much you can afford to sort of relax a little bit and just just be to, in that to moment. achieve freedom. And yeah. you know because you've you're obviously a theatre actor, you know that that wonderful place you are when you get to the end of the third week of the run where you feel like you're skiing. And the, the, the psychologist Mihai, Sixem Mihai, uh, calls that flow. When you feel like you're skiing down the mountain, you're at the peak of your craft and you achieve freedom and you can take risks and do other crazy things because you are totally grounded in your work. And, and I think that when we're on screen, and as you said, when you, um, you're you a 50-worder and you turn up and you yeah. meet your co-actor at the catering at table. And, oh, and there's three cameras at once. and yep, Yeah, yep. and you've got lines to learn. You're like, if only I could achieve now the freedom that I have at the end of week three of the theatre run. How to do that? That's my challenge as an acting coach is to find a way for actors to try and achieve that degree of fluidity, flexibility, confidence and freedom, even though they just walked on the set. It's fantastic. So when people say, people ask me why, why leaving corporate, why come back to acting? It's, it's that for that, to feel that freedom in different characters. That's, that's exactly, if I could bottle that, that's exactly what, what I'm, why I'm here. Um, fantastic. <laughs> Miranda, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Some great tips and advice and, uh, uh, you know, good luck with the Hub Studio Masterclass. Thank you very much. We've had um, the first uh, the first of our five sessions and it was really exciting to meet a, a whole bunch of new actors. This is the second series that I've run and I really love it. I, I put a lot of work into making sure that those actors go away like like a kid on Christmas morning with a whole bunch of <laughs> awesome presents that you fantastic. go, whoa, I can't wait to, to, to put these to use. That's fantastic, Randa. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Good luck. To unemployed actors.